It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let me say this. Thanks for praying for us. As you know, last Sunday we left from here and started heading to Oklahoma. The former pastor that I youth pastor for passed away um, last week. He got, or a couple weeks ago, he got, he was involved in an uh, accident and, and uh, off his motorcycle and passed away. And so we went to that funeral, obviously, to honor that, that man and his gift, Pastor Marcus and I, Joshua, my wife and kids, and Pastor Marcus's wife. And we left right out of here last Sunday and headed straight there, man. I mean, we drove all night. And um, I made it to Mississippi, and I turned the keys over. At that point, we got into Arkansas, and from there, you know, we stopped to Cracker Barrel and went a little bit further than I was able to get it again. But, you know, we drove there. We spent more time in the vehicle than we did uh, actually in the state. But I appreciate your prayers for us, and we need to continue to pray for Word of Life uh, because they're in some major transition right now. Okay? But I just wanted to say thank you. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, verse 1, I shall not want. Verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He gives, he guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You have anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to key in here on verse 4. And we're going to look at this verse in the, in the um, Amplified Version. It says this. Yes, though I walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. For you are with me, your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort me. And I want us to understand here in this passage of Scripture that there will come times in our lives that all of a sudden um, we'll walk into some form of darkness. Now, I don't mean darkness in the sense that we are ignorant of God's Word. I mean as we're going on God's path, then all of a sudden things will rise up in a, in, around our lives and start casting shadows. Notice that a valley is land that runs in between two mountains. And the sun itself is still around it's just when the sun is either setting or rising they typically are behind the mountains so the sun's there but because the sun has an obstacle in front of it it casts a shadow if there's nothing in front of the sun then the light comes all the way through you understand this so what we see here is the psalm tells us he says yeah even though i walk through deep sunless valley of the shadow of death meaning I walk in a place that seems like it wants to kill me. The enemy wants to cast shadows of doubt on you. The enemy wants to cause obstacles to come up that are contrary to the Word to try to get you in a place that seems dark and seems like it will overtake you. Come on now. And we've got to recognize that even though we may be in a valley, there is an end. Okay? And there's a way to get through this thing. And we need to keep walking and pressing through. Amen? Because, just because we're in shadows do not mean we have to stay there. Hallelujah. You, even in the natural, if you got in a valley, if you stand long enough, the light will show up. Right? And what did he say? When you've done all the... What do you do? Stand. Amen? Because sometimes you get into that place and you need to say, okay, I need to stand. 
because light's fixing to show up here in a minute and light my way. Amen? It may be late at night, sun's dropped down, and you're having to wait a, a, quite a few period, and all of a sudden it's daylight, and you see something up there, but it's still dark down there. But you wait long enough, that sun will get around, and next thing you know, it'll bring a light. I don't care how big the mountain is and how close together they are. If light can penetrate, if there's a crack, it will penetrate the crack and cause light to show up. Amen. And we've got to understand that the enemy will always try to do things contrary to the Word in order they'll try to cast a shadow and try to make things worse than what it really is. And we need to recognize this. The psalmist says, listen, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what did he say? I'm not going to have any fear. I'm not going to have any fear. Darkness tries to get us in fear. What we don't know or don't see tries to cause fear to come on us. And we've got to be able to be beyond the fear and recognize there's something stronger with us than what's being presented to us right now. He said, listen, I'm not going to have fear. Why? Because his rod, your rod and your staff, what do they do? What do they do? They comfort me. Remember, Jesus said that he would send someone. Right? He'd send someone just like him to come live in us. And he would be the, called the comforter. Hallelujah. You see, the rod and the staff are a type and shadow of the anointing of God or the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit, if he's with you, if God's for you, then what? Who can be against you? So you can stand right in the middle of darkness and still have no fear, knowing that light shall break through. Amen. This is encouraging to us because in life there are times that things are going to try to rise up to block the light of the Word from producing that path for you. For He's a lamp unto our feet and a what? Light unto our path. The enemy's going to always try to raise something up against the Word of God to try to cause you to get in fear. But you've got to be able to rely on that which is in you, that which has spoken to you, that is the Spirit of truth. And that Spirit of truth then will cause you to come up out the shadows. Amen. We don't want to stay in shadows because if we stay in shadows, then we'll always be in darkness and then we'll wander in darkness. And the Lord doesn't want us to wander in darkness. What He wants us to do is He wants us to press through and persevere and He wants light to show up. Hallelujah. And He says that rod, that staff, what does it do? Amplified said this, your rod protects and your staff will guide. Well, listen, you know as well as I do that a person that cannot see can still go forward. Have you ever seen a blind man? He has a cane. And he can be guided. Come on now. He can be guided by this thing into a place of darkness and still come through. See, we don't have to see everything. We just got to know he's able. Hallelujah. And unlike people who are blind and maybe never see... We can see if we persevere and do not give up, if we don't grow weary in our well-doing, His Word will come to pass. It shall not return unto us void. It is able to accomplish that which it was sent to do. Amen? So this valley of the shadow of death is those things that try to come up against uh, God's Word. And God's Word is what produces faith in us. For we know in Romans chapter 17, it says faith comes by hearing, or chapter 10 verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. Well, why is that important? Because what God says is final. Because the Lord has the final say. He backs everything He says. And if He says this, then it's this way. Now, the enemy will say, well, it can't be that way. 
and tries to cast a shadow of doubt or shadow or try to bring an obstacle between what God says and what you've heard. That what he did can't come to pass. Amen. And during those times, you're either going to stand and wait for the light to show up or you're going to keep on walking with your stick until you get your way all the way through. Amen. But in any way, you don't have to be fearful because there's someone with you. Hallelujah. Because not only is he the comforter, but he'll protect you. Because you understand, a rod's good when the wolves come out. You want something that may be hiding in dark places. I mean, you don't go into dark places typically unarmed. Typically, you always feel a little more peace when you've got something. Just in case something pops out, you can react. Amen. Hallelujah. You ready? Boom! Hit that thing, right? You want to have something. Pastor Brian may be packing right here. You understand? So he'd ha- there's something on him. And he wanna, he'd have it. I mean, there's comfort in him because if he can't see it, well, he'll light it up for a second. And you better hope you were right. Amen. Because he is protecting himself. You understand what I'm talking about. But you listen, just because there's shadows that come in our life, we've got to recognize that we can have peace and comfort even in the midst of dark places. Okay? Because the enemy always wants to bring obstacles that take place. See, that valley rests between two mountains. When the sunlight hits behind, that's what... So the, it's not that the sun or the light's not present. It's just not able to penetrate the obstacle that's there at the time. Now, can it penetrate? Sure. We may need to do something with this obstacle as well. Look at this in Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79. Amen? In Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79, it says this, Because of the tender mercy of our God with which the sunrise with which the sunrise from on high will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Wow, isn't that exciting? God's Word is the light. God's Word is what will expel darkness. And even though we may have a Word hidden in us, you understand, and we're acting on it, and all the circumstance says it cannot take place, we can position ourselves to live without fear and come up out the shadows. I love this passage of Scripture in Mark chapter 11 because it kind of identifies what we do in the midst of the valley. When we get in this place that this shadows, man, and it's dark, you know, and we've heard God's Word. I mean, you may have had uh, symptoms uh, come in your body, and you know God's Word. By His stripes ye... We're healed. Well, then the enemy tries to put mountains up on you. And all of a sudden starts having aching pains or flu-like symptoms or whatever the case may be. Trying to oppress your body and say, that word doesn't work. It's not truth in your life. And now you're in a dark place because you feel the opposite of what God says. God says, by his stripes ye were healed. Healed people feel different than sick people. Amen. And so what they do is they, he tries to put that that mountain, so to speak, those things that's blocking God's Word to illuminate you to try to say, that don't work. It just doesn't work. That's what he did with Eve. He said, listen, can you eat of any tree? You can't eat of any fruit of the garden, can you? He said, oh, yeah, we can eat of any tree of the fruit, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's the one we can't eat. Because the day we eat it, we'll surely die. What did he say? Let me put a mountain up. Let me cast the shadow of doubt on you. 
You will not surely die, for the day you eat it, God knows that you'll be like him, knowing good and evil. Well, she already knew good, and she was already created in the image of God. The thing is, she just didn't know evil. God knew evil because he cast it out of heaven. God's not evil, but he cast evil out. Hallelujah. And the Lord wasn't concerned that man knew that. He didn't run down and say, Adam, listen, I had a little problem up here in heaven. I had this, um, uh, um, you know, Lucifer, I, you know, a created being I had. He tried to come against my kingdom up here and took a third of the angels with him. I cast him down to earth, so be on your guard. He didn't communicate all that. He already told him to go and have dominion. He already told him to have dominion over all the earth. He told him to keep the garden. Hallelujah. Well, he's supposed to keep it. He's supposed to have a level of protection. He's supposed to guard it based upon the word he received from the Lord. And that word was to do what he said. And when his wife says, listen, honey, I ate the fruit, Adam should have said, what have you done? My God, my king, my Lord told me, don't eat this. We can't do this at all. You see that? So the enemy put that doubt and shadow on her, and she didn't stay with that word. She didn't stay in it. People do this all the time. You know, we have bills to pay or certain things, and, you know, God wants you to abound in prosperity in the sense that have every one of your needs met, okay? And we think, well, how am I going to get this? And next thing you know, the enemy says, you're not going to get it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to... And so what he does, he casts shadows out. Well, you know, other people can have finance, but you're never going to... And so he tries to keep you in a dark place. These mountains of debt, these mountains of insecurity, these mountains around you that try to keep us in darkness. But we've got to know what does the Word say about us. Because, you know, if you've gone through some things, you've got to tell yourself what God said. Even in the middle of the dark place, no, I am what God said I am. You've got to keep calling what you are of what you've heard from God, not what you've heard other people. You never go mount to nothing. Boom, here comes the mountain. Then, you know, another comment. Now, all of a sudden, these mountains are surrounding you. And they want to put a squeeze on you. They want to come. Have you ever seen those movies where the walls are coming in? And if you keep believing, the enemy just squash you, man. He'll just let you continue to be pressed in a dark place. But if you'll know how to operate when these doubts come to know that the Word is truth and how to combat the mountains that cast the shadows, you can come up out the shadows. Because the shadow of death is just that. It's not death, it's a shadow. It's trying to make you think you could die when in essence you're still the one who has life. Amen. Which brings us to Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. We've heard this 100,000 times, but it takes a little different perspective coming from the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. You want to have faith in God. Have faith in His Word. Have faith because you know where the Word of the King is. There's, come on, what is there? There's power. There's power. He goes on and says this, verse 23, Truly I say to you, whoever what? Says to this, we know that this mountain, most of the time people minister this, it's a metaphor. It's a type and shadow. If you say to this mountain, which could be a circumstance. Now, I personally believe that this was a literal statement as well because Jesus had just came off of cursing a fig tree because he went to it and it looked like it should bear fruit, though it wasn't its season. And Jesus looked and said, no one will ever eat fruit from you again. And he went on in the town. 
That next morning they got up, came back. So within less than 24 hours when they come back by, Peter says, Rabbi, teacher, here's that fig tree you cursed. It has withered at its roots, which is a lesson for us. If you're not bearing fruit, you have no need to be in the earth. It's important to be a fruit bearer. I mean, Jesus cursed a, a plant that had potential, but because it did not, there's no reason for it to be here. Our whole purpose for being in the earth is to bear fruit. Okay, we need to be fruit bearers. And it's good fruit. Hallelujah. So Jesus takes an opportunity now to give a lesson in faith. And he literally looks at a mountain, and I believe with all my heart that he meant if you had faith to move this mountain, it would listen to you. Why? Because that's man's dominion. Man's dominion in Genesis 1.26 was what? Let's make man in our image according to his likeness and let him have dominion over what? The fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, over all the cattle, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and over all the earth. Jesus had no problem with talking to the planet because he had dominion over it. All of his miracles were those things that communicated to earthly things that he had dominion over. Okay? So I do believe that if it was necessary for your assignment and for God's purpose to be able to speak to a mountain, to be picked up, what, and cast into the sea, if you do not doubt in your, doubt in your heart but believe what you say is going to happen, it will be granted to you. But it is a, a metaphor as well because David said, Day though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, meaning there may be mountains on both sides. These are obstacles. God never required us to go over mountains. He doesn't require us to have to go over mountains. He asks us to speak to them. He makes the crooked places straight. He'll make the, the, the high places low. He'll, he'll, he'll bring it all to what? Even plain. Listen, if we'll follow God, He'll make a path straight. Now, you'll have to overcome things. And when we think of overcoming, once again, you think of climbing. But overcoming means you just overcome this part. You overcome what the... The shadow is saying, you continue to speak to the mount and you'll lower that thing to where you can just walk straight through it. Because when it comes down, then there's no more shadow. There's nothing blocking the light. Come on now, get this. He's saying that truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. See, there's a motivation here in the realm of the spirit. The heart represents the inner man. Faith comes from an unseen realm. That's why Paul said, we don't look at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are what? They're temporary. Yeah, you may see a mountain today, but tomorrow it could be a plane. Because if it's necessary for me to get that thing leveled or to get picked up and moved out of the way so that I can cross there, then we'll do that. We're not going to allow any obstacle to stand in the way of the progression of the God's kingdom and His Word, and His word to reach all nations. Hallelujah. We are going to stand in faith. We are going to press on. We're going to continue to persevere. We're not going to be overcome with darkness. No, we're going to draw on the light and we'll speak and say what he said and, what, and act and do as he did. And as a result of that, these places will be brought low or be removed completely. Hallelujah. That's very important for us. So we can't doubt in our heart, but we must believe what he says is going to happen. What are we believing in? We're not believing in our words. We're believing in the words he gave us. Jesus didn't even believe in his own words. He believed in the word which he heard from the Father. He said, I don't speak anything on my own initiative. But what the Father has told me. Why? Because Jesus is the word of God. 
Obviously he is, because whatever he heard, he spoke. Right? And so he speaks forth that word that he can't, he does not doubt, because he said, if Dad says it, that's it, it's going to happen, period. Hallelujah. That's why all things are possible with him who, even casting mountains into the sea, literal ones for that matter, if necessary. Amen. Rain can come to this county more than it has because we can have dominion. I know in St. Augustine there's been few people praying there and we're sending it up here. We're calling it this way as well. You understand? But we, I mean, we, I can't tell you how much rain we've had in St. My whole yard's had, I mean, at least five or six days straight. Rain, 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 rain. I mean, I got to cut my grass. I got so much rain. And, I don't, and my grass really is weeds because I had nothing but dirt at one point because the chance bugs ate all my grass. Hallelujah. But crab grass is better than no grass. Because the first time I cut nothing, I was dirt from head to toe. More dirt than I am now, you understand. And it's good to have at least something green out there happening. But we've had rain. Well, I'm hearing it's coming this way and we need more, so let's continue to what? Make a demand on God's Word that He has restored to us His kingdom and dominion back on the earth, and we call it that way. You know, we don't get out in this shadow of doubt and, and death thinking, man, well, the crops aren't going to make it. They're not going to do it. No, in the name of Jesus. No, it will rain, and it's going to rain, and I'll continue to stand that it will rain, and there's clouds coming. Listen, we're just like Elijah. He said, well, go out there and see if there's some rain. And his servant went running out there, and he looked out, and he comes back to Elijah, and he says, hey, nope, nothing. Elijah said, well, you better go back. Okay, well, fine, all right, I'm going back. Yeah, nope, nope, nothing. Sorry. And every time he comes back, you understand, that's a mountain of doubt. Every time he comes back and says no. I mean, it's one thing to say no the first time. Okay, but then again, now all of a sudden that starts working on whether or not you actually got something. Because the more you persist, the more it persists. But you've got to be more persistent. Why? Because you don't doubt in your heart. Know what I say has more authority in this realm than this realm has over me. And so he kept sending him, and finally he goes, Hey, you know what? There is. There's a cloud about the size of a man's hand. He said, that's it. And man, he got up and he said, we got to go tell him. And he outran the man on the chariot to get there before the storm hit. And it was a storm. Hallelujah. I don't know how much rain we need, but you understand, nobody wants a storm to come through and wash things away. We want it to penetrate. So we have to even be specific. We can't say, Lord, send rain. Well, man, we'd get a flood and that'd be worse. So, Lord, send rain that will soak deep into the soul. Send it all night long, Lord. And we command it that way in the name of Jesus because we're sons of the living God. We're not going to doubt this thing. Though it looks like we're not going to get it, no, it's this way. Somebody got to pray. Somebody's got to stand in faith. Somebody's got to come out of the shadows, speak to the mountains and say, no, it's going to be this way, no other way. I mean, you may have to go stand in the field or two even for that matter. You understand, Jesus didn't lay down in the boat and say, Kylie, guys, peace be still, and, and sleep back in the boat. He come up out the boat. He looked at it and he said, peace, be still. I've heard of ministers that have gone to the coast and begin to speak to hurricanes. Well, praise God, if that's what's required, we're going to go to the coast and we'll talk to it. Amen. Why? Because we have dominion. We have authority. And we have what God says. His word 
is truth. We can't doubt this stuff. He goes on and tells us in verse 24, says, Therefore I say to you, all things. How many things? Come on, how many things? All things for which you pray and ask, how? Believe that you've received, past tense, them. You've received them. So when you pray, it's done. And so you're thanking Him. So you know what? We walk around. Thank you, Lord, that you heard us about the rain. Thank you, Lord, that the rain's here. Thank you, Lord, that we're going to have good soaking rain. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us more rain. Thank you, Lord. I don't know about the rest of the... the, I don't have dominion over this county or I don't have dominion over that city. But this place that you placed me and you put my feet and this area, I have dominion over that. So this field's going to be wet in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that it's wet and has good rain. Woo, glory to God. And you even go this way. Lord, even if the rain wasn't there, my crops still produce. My gosh, man. I mean, listen, uh, it can supernaturally produce. Well, how much rain did you get? Enough that my seed produced a hundredfold. Do you understand? A lot of times we measure things based upon what we think we need. When Lord, come on, get this. It isn't how much rain a lot of times as much as what's happening with the rain we did get. Because you understand, the Lord can put, man, be thankful for anything we're getting. Because I tell you, if we just get a little bit, the Lord multiplied up underneath. Amen. Five loaves and two fish can reproduce and multiply. What we do is we got to come out of this shadow of doubt and unbelief. Don't let these mountains come up and tell us that the Word doesn't work. When it's only blocking the light. It doesn't stop it. Mountains do not stop the, the rising and the setting of the sun. doesn't happen. Now, I understand that some mountains can get so big and they can cross each other that, it'd be very, that even down in a valley you may never get light because the way rocks have puzzled themselves together, even though it is a crevice and there is a valley in it, it still doesn't have any light in those dark places. But even there, you can get light to it. Come on, we can get light to it. Amen. There's not a place in our lives that the light of God cannot penetrate, and more importantly, our words can't remove that which is an obstacle to the light. Hallelujah. These mountains, all they want to do is stop what God says. But the only reason it would stop is if we choose to believe that God's Word wouldn't work. It's not that God's Word doesn't work. His Word always People come up and say, well, you know, I, I, I was praying and it just didn't happen. I guess it wasn't God's will. Well, what's God's will? Because if it's God's will, it works. So if it didn't work for you and it was God's will, then somebody quit because it wasn't God. Now, a lot of times we don't want to take that kind of responsibility on ourselves because we want to believe God's in control and something must be bigger than what we are seeing when the truth is a lot of times we just disconnected from faith. We quit believing with our heart that it would take place. Come on, I tell you right now, it takes a strong man and woman of God to live a life of faith. It's not for the weak-hearted. It's not for the feeble. No, it's for the strong. Hallelujah. And if you'll be strong to believe Him at His Word, it will come to pass. It will. I'm telling you, you can stand in all kind of giants, man, and they'll drop like flies if you'll continue to stand in the Word. You'll stand in all kind of valleys, and they'll be made low. Hallelujah. Why? Because you believe God at His Word. When you believe you receive when you pray. Why? Because His Word cannot fail. It will get you to come up out the shadow. That's why He tells us in 1 John, He says, 
in verse, chapter 5, verse 14, says this is the confidence that we have. That if we ask him anything according to his will, he what? Hears us, and we have that which we've asked for. We have it. These are not maybe things. For God to not do what he said will make him a liar. No, God will do what he said. The world will cast shadows, but godly people will cause mountains to be removed. Hallelujah. I don't know. Maybe there's mountains in your life. Maybe you've had somebody tell you you're never going to make it amount to nothing. I don't know. Maybe someone says your marriage can't work. There's no way it's going to uh, uh, be able to... Pro you might as well just get a divorce. It can't happen. I don't know. Maybe someone saying you'll never get promoted. You'll never have any good job. You'll never make anything. You'll always be poor. I don't know what they've said, but what has God said about you? What has God said about you? What does God say you can do? Because when we ask, all things are possible to him who believes. All things. And we don't have to live in the valley forever. Yes, there's going to be times that shadows are going to be cast. But the good news is, even in the dark places, we got the conqueror. Come on, think about it. Jesus went to the dark place. He said, I'm going to die and be in the grave for three days. Come on now. They talk about where there's darkness, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. He said, I'll be in the, you know, in the earth three days. He talks about this dark place he'd be in. But someone came and got him. On the third day, somebody, because Jesus spoke it, he said, but in three days I'll come up. Thank God he said it here on the planet. He said, in three days I will come up. I will re be resurrected. I will come up. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Ghost went down and retrieved Jesus and pulled him up out the grave. Because Romans tells us if the same spirit that went to the darkest place, a man who knew no sin became sin. Jesus was totally separated from the Father. You can't get any more separated from, dark, from light than Jesus. You can only equal it if you die without him as Lord. Jesus went to the place nobody wants to go. He went to the darkest of dark because he was a man who knew no sin became sin. But the Holy Ghost went to that place and was able to pull him out of that shadow. Woo, glory to God. Yea, can you imagine Jesus? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Amen? He took on our sin. He took on that wage. And what? Three days later, he come up out of it. Amen. Amen. Guess what? There's nothing that you're in that the Holy Ghost is not able to penetrate and move out of the way by your word, by your prayer, by your faith in him that you can't continue to walk in the light. Isn't that good news? Yeah. Woo, be encouraged with that tonight. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we honor you. We thank you that you're the king of kings.